Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Raiders of Lost Flicks. I am your host, Adam, back with uh, Phoenix West from Loitering Wonderland. We're here to talk about episode two of season one, command performance of the Owellville, or Orville, I should say. So it's no longer the Owellville. We, we, we've, we've moved up to Bad Lieutenant Phoenix West. Yeah. <laughs> to say, don't, don't write off the Owellville yet. Not just it's, yet. It's uh, a- I talked too much the last time, so... Initial. Th- oh, actually, let me let me set up the the premise. Um, Commander Kelly and uh, Captain Mercer go off on an assignment. Well, he Captain Mercer thinks he sees his parents, winds up being a trap. While they're away, uh, the younger Catan, uh, Lieutenant Catan, who's the security officer with the ears, um, is put in charge of the uh, the bridge, and that's pretty much it. Uh, this one was written by, or actually directed by, uh, Robert... Robert Duncan McNeil. Robert Duncan McNeil, who is the uh, Tom Paris from the uh, the Voyager series. So, played Lieutenant Tom Paris on that show. Written by Seth so, MacFarlane. Written by Seth MacFarlane, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's pretty much the entire premise. Uh, initial thoughts, Phoenix, what would you think of this one? Oh, can I ask, I'm going to ask a question based off what you just said. Is did he think he's did he was it a thought that he saw his parents or were they actually there? I know they said they're superior technology, but did they create them or did they? It was a trap. I get that, but did they take his parents or did they recreate his parents? They recreated his parents. Okay, that's what I thought. I wasn't sure though. I must, yeah, this I is. Um, they they recreated his parents. They recreated the outer hull of the ship, so they they trapped him. Uh, more or less, yeah, they trapped him. Initial thoughts: They he almost openly admits in the in his opening scene there with um, the what's the guy's name uh, Bordis. He's talking to him, and Bordis is asking for time off to ha- to go hatch his egg and lay on it. <laughs> he lays an egg, and um, yep. Seth MacFarlane is trying joke after joke after joke, and none of them are landing. He goes, "I'm just going to stop joking around with you." I go, "Oh, good, thank you." Could you promise the rest of the audience yeah. that you're going to stop? It's almost like a, a, a desperate cry for, look, I really don't have anything to work with yeah. here. I just want to Star Trek. They're making me tell jokes, but I want to Star Trek. Exactly. It's it's um, it, it, it wasn't landing, and I wish he would go up to the bridge and just, attention everyone, <laughs> I'm no longer doing jokes with any of you. It's not working. I'm sorry. Let's just do Star Trek Next Generation. We all cool? Yay. Cool. Yeah, but... <laughs> Overall thoughts, this episode came about uh, almost a whole season too early. This should have been later down the road. As oh, far really? As developing this girl's character, what's her name? Catan? Catan, yeah. Catan, Chris Catan. It, it came way too early for me, and I was like, we're already here? Like, we have to, she has to take over the bridge? It felt like we needed to build up her character more, that she's nervous and scared and all this and i was like okay we're already jumping into this thing this this seems it should have been end of the season sort of thing but that's just that's just how i thought about it this is uh this is halton sage and her character's name is uh alara katan so i forgot exactly what species she is Uh, yeah get into the a little bit later i don't i don't know any of the terminology or any of the character names yet we don't read Wikipedia's. We're not those types of people. <laughs> we write them. <laughs> we write them. Yeah, we, we 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 know them when they're important to us. So, uh, I think Halton Sage is a good actress. Yeah, um, she's fine. 
Everyone's it's, fine. Everyone's I great. I agree. Yeah, you, you, this is literally episode two, and you're already doing, like, major... It's a character, character development movie. episode that, yeah. for... We barely even got a cursory explanation of the characters at this point. We're already going really deep into this character where she has to change the way she views the world. And I'm like, holy shit, we're already here? It just felt way <laughs> too soon for me. Uh, my initial thoughts were, I feel like this is too... Mediocre episodes smooshed together to try to make one great episode. Uh, doesn't make for great entertainment. I think it's a little bit of an improvement over the pilot, but that's not saying much because we were a little underwhelmed by the pilot. We didn't hate it, but we didn't love it either. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like this is this is 50% that ripoff of that Twilight Zone where uh, uh, yeah. Roddy McDowell that one okay because they're doing that they're totally doing that same fucking story oh i noticed bit, oh i noticed a little, <laughs> a little bit of star trek's the cage yeah okay, people are like pretty... all over is the episode title and then uh yeah and and then also you know Catan's uh struggling with uh being in charge of the ship while the the captain and uh the commander are away they didn't expect to be gone long yeah. And what wound up happening is they got captured because, as we know now, this is a trap. Uh, I was happy to see Jeffrey Tambor on board, uh, but we didn't get enough of him to really enjoy. And again, it was you could feel the Seth MacFarlane jokes that Jeffrey Tambor is just straining to get through. What's, what's he talking about, like his penis or his colon. butt? His He's butt, talking about getting a colonoscopy. Colon. Yeah. So much so that when Seth goes to, to visit the parents to help them, he goes, but well, just so everyone knows, my colon's fine. It's like, bye it's bye. like a, it's like, oh a fucking 20, 20, 30 second monologue about the importance of getting your colon cleaned yeah. out and getting seeds trapped in the folds or whatever. I, I don't know. But wouldn't this have worked better? Now that we're past initial reactions, I guess. Or are you still going? Yeah. No, I'm done. Okay. I'm done. Um, I was thinking of something when you were saying that. Is Wouldn't this have worked better? When I said this came too, came too early, is if we established the fact that when a Mercer... And Kelly leave the bridge. Bordis is in charge. And this episode, Bordis does it, and he does it well. And he, he figures it out, and he does this. And then the next time, we're like, here's Bordis. Oh, he's laying on an egg. Then just the next time, we're, the guy we're used to relying on, it can't be there. Now it has to go to her. Yeah. That would have worked better for me. We, we barely know Bordis as it yeah. is. And he, he's already laying an egg. And he's, he's, he's taking a, a backseat in the episode but but yeah i i think i agree and i think part of the problem too is is the fact that normal star trek shows up until this point were about 22 some episodes maybe 23 episodes a season yeah in a season where you have 10 episodes or i think this is 13 10 or 13 episodes I think it's 13 yeah you can't rush this stuff no and they rushed it in the first episode and they're sure shit rushing it right now well, the first episode, we had, like, no character development at all. Like, like none. Like, here's, here's the captain. Here's the guy that drinks the soda. Here's the dick-drawn guy. Yeah, here's the guy that draws dicks on things and is generally a goof-off. Okay, and then here's his ex-wife, who happens to be second in can charge because reasons. Yeah. And now all of a sudden <clears> this. So, oh, yeah. And, and then uh, Katan, she's the, the girl that's extra strong because the planet she comes from has... More atmosphere or... You know, higher gravity. So, higher gravity, that's So when right. she gets to so R, she's, she's... 
So she has Superman powers, basically, for the same reason Superman has his powers. Well, Superman's lit by the sun. Yeah. He's, he's powerful by that. She's just powerful by the fact that she's on space, so there's no gravity. Artificial gravity, so she's stronger. Yeah. I, that's it. I Usually he says, well, you open this jar of pickles for me, and then she'll smash a door open or something like that, or rip something in half. But, uh, yeah, superhuman strength. But uh, So we're, we're watching half of it is Mercer and Kelly being in captivity in what they think is their apartment uh, in New York. Because this, this particular series doesn't take place in San Francisco. It takes place in New York. That's that's where they're all from, because, of course, they would be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're not gonna, we don't want to be too on the news. Uh, and then, uh, so they think they're in their New York apartment. Of course, they realize eventually that they're, they're actually captive, and they're in a zoo. They're in a, a giant. They're they're peep. They're two people in a zoo. There's an episode of Star Trek, the animated series called Eye of the Beholder, with a space zoo. I have not seen much of the animated, and if I did, I was so I was so young when I saw it that I don't remember any of it. I've heard I've heard mixed things about the animated. But it's not I, good. I I don't recommend it. It was <laughs> it was not very long, so I imagine it wasn't. That I didn't know that off the top of my head. I, I was when I was watch. I had to rewatch some of the episode today because I'm like, what the fuck even happened in this episode? So I was like, <laughs> didn't I know Star Trek with a space zoo? And I looked it up, and it was that. Because originally the, I was this, thinking the cage, but I'm like, that wasn't really a zoo. Yeah, the cage definitely. Uh, and then the menagerie, which borrowed from yeah. the cage, you know, and, and used that. So it, it's it's all of those things. I, he couldn't use this plot as the first episode, though the pilot, because no. clearly Star Trek tried that and it didn't work. So, yeah, I, I mean, do we measure this by Star Trek standards? Where most most Star Trek shows, like the second episode, is like one of the worst ones ever, like in pretty much all of the series. Or do we judge this by the Orville, where this is a you know a 10, 13 episode show trying to make its own? You can't judge it. I mean, you can't judge it off original Star Trek. You can judge it against Next Generation, though, because he's clearly going for that. Yes. He's just playing fa- his own fan fiction. I, it is definitely fan fiction. He wrote I was himself thinking that, too. I'm a, like, he just wants to do it. And, you know, uh, I didn't mention this in the last uh, review that we did, but... McFarlane actually was, he had a cameo on Enterprise. Like, uh, I think over two episodes, he just had like a one or two line part. It was more or less a walk, more of a walk-on than a cameo. But he did have like maybe one or two lines. But yeah, he actually is in Enterprise. Like, I, I, I remember seeing him in at least two episodes. I can show you right now if you'd like. Sure. All right. There we go. The, the man's been in the Star Trek for a while because look at this fan film. Oh dear God! Oh dear God! Oh no! Wow! Yeah, he, yeah. He's definitely into that. He's definitely into the yeah, he, role playing stuff. I mean, you know, he did successfully have the whole Next Generation cast on Family Guy at least once. You know, that yeah. I remember, if not a couple of times, but you know, so they. We know he's got his, his Star Trek connections. He's been trying to get into it for a while. but Well, he's got he Patrick does, Stewart as a regular voice on American Dad. Yeah. so he, he he likes to wear those influences on his sleeve, and that's fine. You know, I mean, he, he's definitely trying to do the, the, <clears throat> the next generation thing. But, yeah, I, I think I kind of agree with you. I, I think this feels like it belongs farther down. I didn't even think of that until you mentioned it. Like, towards the end of a season as opposed to 
literally the second episode. Yeah, I mean, they could have literally put it <clears throat> five episodes down the line. It doesn't have to be that far. It just has to be enough where we know who the fuck we're watching and why we're watching and what their motivations are, how they handle situations. Because right now, we barely know this girl. All we know about her is she's super strong, and she's a little bit a little green, and that's it. She's definitely green, and she's she's not like hardened military, and she's extremely young. So that's all they established in the last one. And they don't really bring it much farther past it in this one either, other than she doesn't want to be in charge. But I wanted to see her. I want to see her fuck up something, so it makes you question if he should have put her in charge. But and I want to see Bordis be in charge for an episode, so that way she's really being forced into something where she doesn't so want to be. So you know the diff- You can tell. Yes. You can compare and contrast the two. Yeah, because we and haven't see really her seen anybody other than, other than Mercer be in charge of the bridge. Because this is a this right show. now. This is a growth episode for a character. Who has no even beginning really, other than a couple interesting facts about her? That's all I know. So yeah. we're we're compounding on a couple interesting facts, and that's all they did. Instead of taking the the opportunity to to develop the characters naturally throughout the season, have them fail, have them you know succeed. It's classic story arc stuff, and they just they didn't do that. This is weird. I do like the lady that plays the doctor, though. Uh, I enjoyed her the most in this Penny, episode. Penny Johnson Gerald. It's Dr. Penny Claire Johnson Gerald. I'm going to share that right now. Yeah, she was actually in Deep Space Nine. She oh. was Cisco's, Cisco's girlfriend in that uh, show. Uh, she's great on this as the doctor. She I, worked I, with I, Clint Eastwood. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. Um, I liked her more in this one than I did the pilot. Oh, she's it's on like one I of the best shows of all time down there. Larry Sanders 24? show. No. On the right. Oh, the best, best of Barry Sanders? <laughs> Larry Sanders. <laughs> Larry Sanders, sorry. I don't know why I said Barry Sanders. I secretly want a Barry Sanders fan club after this. No. The football player? I don't know. Barry Sanders? I, I just, I, I just made him up just now. I'm gonna, we're going to start a show called the Barry Sanders Show now because of this. Because I can't get my shit correct. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed her because they had they kind of played off each other a little bit, and there was a nice little joke where they had about the uh, "I'll be your Obi one," and of course Katan is alien, so she has yeah. no idea what she's talking about. And rather than drag that joke on any far, they just said, "Never mind." I appreciated that they pulled it back a little bit. I, I wish that was a little bit of almost self reflection. If it was anything, other, anyone other than Seth MacFarlane, I think it would have been them realizing, "Oh, we can't just do pop culture references." So let's do something else. But this is Barry Sanders. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, I know shit about football. Yeah. So I, 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 nothing. If, if it's not hockey, I don't even know. Um, but, uh, okay, so now I know who Barry Sanders is. That, that <laughs> you got that, mis- at least that you got that out of the way. That mystery's been solved. We don't know yeah, much I, about Catan, but we, or Catan, but we know <laughs> Barry Sanders, damn it. I like How her character. F- I like her character a lot. I like the that Katan actress. character? Yeah, she played... I could tell she's got something else going on, which it seems like she has layers to her. We haven't seen them yet, but I feel like insecurity that actress... Insecurity was, was my first... Uh, yeah. A little bit of insecurity. Yeah. But I feel like she has a chance to grow. Right now, none of the other characters have a chance to grow. The Doctor, like you said, could. I don't know where they're going with her. Hopefully they go somewhere, because it feels like they're just going to do nothing with her. She's going to be like the, the, mor- the, the moral compass of the show, and that's it. Did you like uh, the guy who plays uh, Bordas's mate? Did you recognize him? 
No. You didn't? As soon as I show you, you're going to slap yourself. Is it Clyden? That guy? Clyden, yep. yep. Oh, from Clyden. The Walking Dead. Gotcha. Yep. And The Wire. From The Walking Dead and also from The Expanse. <laughs> so. And more importantly, The Wire. Yeah. Everybody that was in The Wire was always at their A game better he than anything else that they were. He was a boxing coach in. in that show. The guy that plays the preacher on Walking Dead, he was so good on The Wire. And then his character on The Walking Dead is just like... Bob? He's a drunk and he gets eaten. <sighs> they ha- that show has so many people from The Wire. and Yeah. They don't do anything with them, though. It's like, these are great actors. Let them do their thing, you know? Oh, if you yeah. want a, oh, a master class on how to waste characters and actors' time, The Walking, the Walking Dead, Dead, look no further. It is a <laughs> huge Walking waste of time. Is, is your place to be. But yeah, um... I think uh, how'd you we, we talked ad nauseum about the jokes and how they didn't land in the last one. How, yeah. how did they? Uh, how do you feel about? Do you think this one like pulled it back a little bit or not enough? Or well, I'm glad they front loaded it, and not in the first half of the episode, but literally the first scene. And then they kind of abandoned it. And then the next one we really get is that Obi Wan joke. After that, I don't really remember any jokes. Uh, we have some with the zoo in the zoo, but I liked that they didn't. Just focus on jokes. It was it was actually kind of nice when they were in the zoo and they were connecting. Like, why did we break apart? You know, break up. And then Catan's doing her own thing over there. And then the next morning they wake up and they realize they're in a zoo and immediately they're just fighting again. And I like that. That was fun to watch because it was like, oh shit. <laughs> I I didn't think it would be that immediate when they started arguing, but that was kind of the that was a joke without being a joke. If that makes sense. It was it was humor without like yes. just straight up comedy like not landing yeah and the the part the jokes that pissed me off in this episode i just remember this is when uh katan takes over and she's she's looking nervous and they're like oh she doesn't know rookie doesn't know what to do and uh what's i don't even know the character names but um i mean i'm looking right here sky grimes's character uh malloy and then the other guy malloy and lamar sure I'm gonna. I want to <laughs> just give you all the names to say, but those two—they're basically there as those two Muppet old men that just Rah! and they, they yell shit, but they're just trying to say jokes and they don't work. And then when she she gets confident and stuff, like new girl's a bitch now or something like that. I was like, oh, this is so bad. If you don't have anything from the say, just don't have them say anything. I don't need them. To I don't comment. like it when they have a show and they literally don't know what to do with the character, so they just give them a, a throwaway line or s- something dumb to say, and then just move on to the next thing. It's like you don't. Here's you know, Star Trek has been good at like if you make if you make a um, an episode that doesn't focus on another character, just don't even have them in the episode. Yeah, they're just not there. That's you know, honestly, that's what The Walking Dead does. They don't waste scene like. I wish they would go back and forth cutting. Instead, Walking Dead does it, does it wrong where they just focus on some bullshit character like Tara in the woods with some tree lesbians. There's a whole episode about that, and I'm like, what the fuck I am I watching? that episode to tree lesbians. And I, I have no idea what I'm watching. And, but, yeah, but you can do it away like Star Trek Next Generation did. It's about these three characters. They're stuck here, and they're going to have a debate, and they're going to figure out a way out of the room. And this show just goes... It would be like Star Trek Next Generation if they're like showing those three characters... And just like cuts to Jordy, and he's like, "Yeah, well, they're having fun in there." And then back to the I room, remember, you're like, uh, "Something Why? I always thought that was funny about, it, and I had forgotten about it because you know when you when we watched the Next Generation when we were younger, 
my show would go on and on and on forever. And then like you forgot how characters used to be. Yeah. And then you go back and you watch that first season and you realize that Jordy LaForge is literally the comic relief on the enterprise, on the bridge, especially when he was like the bridge officer and he wasn't the engineer. Like he's the comic relief. And it's like, he's just there to, to do the jokes. And it's like that, that thing has been done so many times with those types of characters. It's like, you made this cool character, you made it where he's blind, he wears this apparatus, and then you got him on the bridge throwing jokes out to make scenes a little less awkward. Yeah. They do that with Lamar. All all the Forge becomes later on is just a uh, someone there to tell Data how to be more human and explain yeah. what humanity is. That's all the Forge becomes. And, and, and to, to, to relay um, expository dialogue yeah. <laughs> about how they get the... the, the neutrinos back from the gamma matrix and uh just insert fucking he just reads off here you know garbledygook scientific garbledygook scientifically gobbledygook that's it yeah just just diatribe yeah like stuff stuff frank talks about that yeah yeah (laughs) but he gets it wrong (laughs) but yeah i know exactly what you mean he's just there he all he says i want i'm hoping we get some character development scenes with them later on where we know fucking anything about these two people scott grimes character and i apologize i don't know the other guy's name but um is it jay lee jay lee oh yeah lamar there he is okay so those two characters those two actors i want to know more about them i want to see something they have a chemistry for sure yeah Uh, but a a good chemistry but yeah you have to you this this show is it's like where there should be character development is wasted by jokes like like wasted by for a lot of forced humor, you know, and yeah. uh, I do feel like they pulled it back a little bit. But like I said, my problem with it with this episode is that it's it's and rather than being one good episode about any one great thing, it's just two mediocre things that we've kind of seen before smushed together. Um, yeah, I will I, say I want to give it a higher score, but I just I, you know I, I'm like I'm between a three and a five on this one. You know, I, I can't decide. I'm just I'm undecided on, on this. your score. You're you're yes. out of five. How yes, are you between I'm, a three and a five? No, I, I meant between a three and a four is what I was trying to oh. say. Like, 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 I, 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 I am too. Three, I am. I'm, I'm, I want to give a it a three, three out and a half. Five, I was like, I want to give it a four out of five because it's like they're trying. I feel like they're trying, you know. And also, I've gone ahead, so I know that it gets better down the road. But I yeah. mean, I, I still watching this show. It's like the second uh, the second episode. Is enough to keep me interested, but not enough to just like really suck me in. You know what I mean? Like like really get me invested in it. And and I agree with you about the character development. In fact, I didn't even think about that until you mentioned it. Like, yeah, this is probably something that would have made more sense had they established this character down the road. You know, it's it's kind of like episodes of episodes of a next generation where like the doctor had to be in charge of the bridge. Like, yeah. you've seen so many episodes where everybody else has run the bridge. You know Riker can do it. You know that, that Picard can do it. But when Beverly Crusher comes on board, can she can she handle this? And then when you see her actually handle it, it's like, holy shit, you did it. You know what I mean? Like, like Yes. We knew who she was when she did that, though. Right. I don't know who but, this girl that was is. was, like, seasons down the road when that happened. So yep. this, is, this is episode two of a brand new show. Which is recycling ideas from Star Trek, which I'm okay with that if they want to like kind of recycle some of the ideas. But yeah, you have to you have to handle this a little bit better. So 
I just can't decide, man. Three or four. I don't know. I know my score. My mine's right in the middle of what you're just saying. If I because I gave it out of ten and I gave it a seven on my side, so okay. I want to go three and a half, but I'll have to go three. Yeah. I don't want to go four. Unfortunately, I don't do. I don't. I, th- I think three and a half probably. If I if I did do halves, I would. But yeah, I'm too lazy. I don't want to fucking. <laughs> I don't want to do halves, but. I think I'm going to agree on this one. I think it's still a three out of five just because it's not, you know, it's giving me a little bit of what I want, but not enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I'll be honest, three out of five is not bad. It's it's really not. It's a, it's. It at least makes you want to know more about the characters. Like, like they're, they're, they, they feel like yeah. they have, one of the things that I did like is the part where she goes and she's, she relieves one of them. I think she relieves Scott Grimes kicks him off the bridge and then yeah. a few minutes later we see her they got their own version of 10 forward they're sitting in a, in yeah. a bar there you know and and she's got this thing with tequila like she can she's drink it like one <laughs> shot will make her throw up okay so that happened you know um there was something that was kind of weird there too like like a guy the first time she takes the shot of tequila like she she charged the bridge she's like so scared she can't even fucking go on the bridge when she knows she's in charge and then she's like, goes into another, like, I think she goes into the ready room, gets a fucking shot of tequila from the synthesizer or whatever the fuck they called on the show. Yeah, it was like Carulian with tequila. tequila. Yeah, some, some fucking alien tequila takes a shot and I'm okay, okay. And all of a sudden, you know, runs back in. Yeah. And then the guy walks by, he's like, you okay? She's like, I'm fine, guy. Um... Yeah, I'll so I'll see you later, and then we see him later. But they, I, it almost feels like they're trying to set something up with those two, but they don't really pay anything off with it. Like he just kind of shows up later in the sick bay or something like that. I don't know. It's just kind of strange. But yeah, it. I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I I was gonna say, what do you think of uh, uh, Yafit? The, uh, the the ball jelly ball that's played I, by Norm, Norm Macdonald. I was gonna bring it up in the next episode because he's he's not in this episode. He's in the first and third one, right? I didn't see him in this one. You only see him like they, they walk on him at one point. I, I think somebody. Oh, it's when he's he running. Walks on him on the first. Yeah, he's running down. I think it was the pilot. He's running down yeah. and you see him. There's a little bit more of him in the next one. Yeah. But, uh, well, let's I'm talk honestly, about him there's so little to talk about on command performance that I'm just reaching for shit. To talk well, at this about. point, we don't really need to keep going. Uh, no, because yeah. because there, it's it's a really basic story, and I and I liked I liked the episode. I liked what she went through. The problem is, I just didn't. I wasn't invested. I didn't really care no. about what I was watching. I didn't. I, I, didn't I care did if like she the failed. fact that when when she went to the, I, I, was, I was starting something, then I got side. I started thinking about Norm Macdonald for some reason because I'm a big fan. <laughs> of him. But uh, when they're in the bar and she takes a shot and she sees that everybody just like doesn't want to fucking doesn't want her to be there and she's like, "Can I sit here?" And they're like, "Yeah, you know, sit whatever, whatever. You're the boss, you know." So yeah. then she takes the shot. She stands up. She's like, "All right." Um, so the admiral says, "I'm I'm supposed to declare Seth MacFarlane and his ex-wife." MIA, you know, we're supposed to go back to Earth, but I'm saying fuck it, let's go rescue him. Then all of a sudden, everybody's like, yeah, yeah, like immediately did a, a 360 on how they felt about her like two minutes ago. Like I appreciated that they did that, but I don't feel like it was earned. Correct. It was earned. Her discovery of that was earned because she went and talked to the doctor, and the doctor kind of was like, well, you you have to make up a decision for you, or risk your career, or play it play it safe and have the crew hate you. Those are your options. 
And then yeah, so doing, doing what you're told is not what command is all about. Yes. I, I do like that. Like that, like I said, they had more story with the doctor and Katan, like going back and forth than they did just actually showing what was going on. If this if the doctor wasn't in the show, this episode, this episode would suck. I agree. There would be nothing for her to bounce her ideas off, and it would have even less of an impact on the character. And, and, and oh my God, the, the Doctor was a saving grace this episode. And she's only in a couple scenes. But she's in, in, her impact is, is echoed throughout Catan's entire storyline throughout the whole episode. But um, as far as... Oh, one other thing I want to touch on. I liked the look of the space zoo. It was cool looking. And I liked everything they did there. It was cool looking. Now, the ending of the space zoo, the, 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 re, the resolution as to how they got, uh, you know, Mercer and his ex-wife out of there. They traded for yes. some database. Yeah. An oh, extensive I database. I forgot the, about this. <laughs> the database is basically just reality TV episodes. And they're watching, like, The Bachelor or some shit and a couple of... Couple of ladies are cat fighting, and just a whole crowd of people just gathered around. It's like, and they're they're, they're looking at it, and they're like, "We're gonna make a fortune off this stuff." And they started naming all of the reality shows. And I know, I know that was McFarland's "fuck you" to reality TV. Oh yeah. And I, you know what? I was with him on that one. That joke worked for me. That one worked. However, I was getting horrible flashbacks to the. It turns out the last ever episode of Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. You might also like episode with the alien sitting there and they're watching. I was getting horrible flashbacks of that. Oh, yeah. That one will will give you PTSD. Oh. Thankfully, we don't have to watch another episode of Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone ever again. But this, I think, handled that story better than, uh, obviously, better than the Twilight Zone did. Like, like if you're going to rip off Peele's the Twilight Zone, Twitter Zone, this one, at least they made it, they made it fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. it... it, it it does. It didn't like I said. It didn't make me angry. I, I do like this one a little bit better than the last week, but I gave the same score because I, I got a little bit more of what I wanted, but just still not enough. Just like a little bit, a little bit missing there. So, I think we'll go ahead and wrap this one up, and then we'll move on to the next one. Yeah. Uh, I am Adam Wilcox. Make sure you check us out on Friday nights. We're doing the bad movie watch and review. Uh, this week we've got uh, Mutant, aka Forbidden World, coming up, and uh, we'll be doing a short as well. So make sure you're there. 9 p.m. on Friday night. I'll also be doing a show with uh, with this guy right here. Uh, we're doing some Twilight Zone stuff. And uh, there you go. There it is right there. Make sure you check him out on Loitering in Wonderland, uh, his channel, and also his website. And check out his podcasts on iTunes. Oops. He worked really hard on that. I did. Gentlemen, so. I have a box of letters I had to sort through. Make sure you check that out. Uh, anything else you'd like to plug, Phoenix, before we get out of here for this one? No, Wednesdays are uh, Wednesday nights on the Loading Wonderland are Twilight Zone reviews. Thursday, or sorry, t- Tuesdays are uh, Twilight Zones. Wednesday is an anthology show and then usually a John Carpenter movie. So if you like John Carpenter movies and random 1950s appears to always be 1950s oh, God. anthology yeah, series. Dinner Theater, thank you so much for introducing me to that fucking publish. Suspense. Suspense. I kid you. It's fun. I, I, I love every minute of it. Yeah, check that out. Um, LIW the TZ review on Twitter. And I'll outro right here. This is just, I'm probably going to dub something else in later, but.